Hey, it's good to be back with you. Thank you for being with us. As always, we pray we're a blessing to you. Just finished that series of Hear, Go, and Do out of James 1.22. Don't be hearers of the word, be doers. Don't be hearers only uh, and become doers of the word. And the doers blessed, remember that. Today, we are handling a uh, getting you ready for Lent. I didn't practice Lent as a child growing up or even as a young adult growing up in the Baptist church. And we are a Baptist church, but we practice Lent. And we're uh, gonna help you out with that today and encourage you to participate with it. And then give you scripture behind what we do during Lent and why we do that. Uh, so uh, today I'm gonna be handling Matthew 4, 1 and 2. And it's about Jesus in the wilderness. We're going to be talking about Lent. Then we're going to give support from Scripture of what we do during this Lent season. Um, and uh, that starts where we are uh, videoing and filming with you today on Thursday. And uh, we do that for the upcoming Sunday. And as you know, uh, the, the war has started in Ukraine. We pray that you, you pray for that country and that leadership all leaderships, specifically even the churches there, a lot of the pastors have chosen to stay uh, and, and pastor their church and their flock and minister to their people. And uh, with everything that's happening there, we want you to be constantly in prayer for that. And uh, you'll be able to mix that in even as you handle the Lent season coming up. And I, if you've never done Lent before, listen very carefully to the service that I'm giving you the challenge today and it'll help you understand why we do what we do and even how to be able to participate in it. <clears throat> Let me read this passage, Matthew 4, 1 through 2. Uh, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit, that's a very important line right there, by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Let's pray. Um, Father, help me to be... Uh, a plain preacher so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, you look at all of us, everybody listening and watching, and you look at us uh, and you see us, but you see me differently as a teacher and a preacher. I'm under a greater and a more strict judgment. Uh, and I know that, and I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. When we talk about Lent, and let's talk about the word Lent, it means, uh, it means 40th, or it can also mean the lengthening of spring. Uh, diff different points there, but uh, 40 days in, in the springtime as we honor the Lord, his sacrifice, his triumphal entry, his resurrection from the, from the cross and the, his resurrection from the grave. Um, and so it, Lent is being 40th or a, a, a longer springtime. Uh, these 40 days parallel with the 40 days that I just read to you of Jesus being in the wilderness or the desert. And we know that's a place of isolation. Uh, going through the wilderness or a desert is not necessarily a pleasant place to be. But he's there and he fasted 40 days and nights. Uh, the, the point of Lent is to parallel and match uh, those 40 days of his fasting in the wilderness. Uh, so that we'll be in present time, it, uh, it begins March the 2nd 
Wednesday, March the 2nd. It's called Ash Wednesday. And we're going to be marking people at our church uh, with the sign of the cross on the forehead and giving them a prayer and a blessing from 5.30 to 7.30 on Wednesday night on that March the 2nd, that Wednesday, March the 2nd. So we'll have stations and we'll have staff there and we'll be able to pray over you and your family and we'll be able to mark you with the mark of the cross and then give you a blessing from our Lord. But when it, it, it begins on March the 2nd, then it ends on April the 16th, which is the Saturday before Easter, uh, before Resurrection Sunday. So though these are 40 weekdays, pay attention to what I just said there. They're not consistent 40 days. They're just 40 weekdays, which means Monday through Saturday. So whatever fast you are on, you break that fast on Sunday. So uh, you're gonna start Wednesday, March the 2nd, you're gonna go through that Saturday and be a part of your fast. And then on Sunday, uh, you will break that fast. And you do that because we still celebrate the resurrection. We're still celebrating uh, what the Lord has done. So remember, it's just the weekdays, okay? In the early churches, in the early centuries, uh, they used Lent as a way to train new believers or even to get you ready for baptism. It was like a, a school that you went through. Um, and they did it for a few days. It was a, some councils they had met and they came together and they lengthened it to 40 days to even match the Lord being and fasting for 40 days in the, in the wilderness. Early churches on would just eat one meal a day now they would usually eat the evening meal uh, and they would they would fast during the day and eat one meal a day. I've actually done that. I've actually done that as a fast where I ate just one meal a day uh, during Lent. And if you do that, obviously talk to your doctor, depending on what situation you have going on. But they did one meal a day. Then you would eat your full meals on Sunday and then go back on that Monday through Saturday and eat your one meal a day. Um, and, and that's what the early churches did in the early centuries. So the focus here is on the Lord and his sacrifice. But then for you, we look for it to be a personal revival, personal renewal, or just a personal search of where you are in your life. And I want you to look again at, at Matthew 4, 1. It says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. I want you to know the Holy Spirit led him there. And this is, a, this is an important point of Lent. You need to do during these, during these days of Lent, you need to be doing what the Holy Spirit is leading you to be able to do. Hopefully you're keen and you know the voice of the Holy Spirit and learn what he's leading you to do and even why he's leading you to do it. So what do we do during Lent? We have three things we do during these days of Lent. The, uh, one is generosity. Uh, we want to bless others. We want to bless other people. Uh, two, we want to have prayer and devotion. Uh, we want to we want to have prayer and devotion. We want to spend time with the Father. And then three, we want to fast. And again, you're doing it weekdays, right? Monday through Saturday. Sunday, you break the fast. You you, you can get off what you're fasting from. Celebrate. Uh, which is also a part of kingdom life, a celebration. Then on Monday through Saturday, move back into your fast. So we're generosity, prayer and devotion, and then fasting. So let's take it in that order. Uh, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. 
Jesus teaches about all three of these things in Matthew 6. And we're going to go and we're going to begin with generosity. Once you look at Matthew 6, 1 through 4, let me read it to you. Listen carefully. It says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. I assure you, they've got their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what the right hand is doing so that your giving may be so that your giving may be done in secret and your father who sees in secret he will reward you i want you to pay attention to verse 2 so whenever you give is the phrase i want you to know that uh, the lord says whenever you give not if you give you need to know you're, it's not up to you to determine if generosity is a christian spiritual discipline it automatically is a Christian spiritual discipline. Uh, the Lord made it so. God, God has put that in the way that he wants his children in his kingdom to be lived out. So generosity is not up to you if you want to do it or not. It is a mandate and a, and a spiritual discipline because the Lord's teaching here, he says, whenever you give, not if you give. He also repeats this in verse in verse three, but when you give to the poor, not if you give to the poor, but when you give to the poor. Secondly, his teaching here, our giving is not a public spectacle. It is not something of where we draw attention to ourselves and we let people know what our giving is like. It is unto the Lord. It is to him. And uh, then the, the Lord gives a promise to this. He said that uh, so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. You're going to be rewarded by your heavenly father. Uh, he sees you in secret. He knows your heart and giving, and he's going to reward you for this. Let me add this, okay? Jesus knows the father. Jesus says this on great authority because the father has given him this authority. And he knows the Father. And he said, the Father who sees you in secret, he will reward you. Secondly, in Matthew 6, Jesus teaches on prayer. And that's, it's Matthew 6, 5 through 8. He says, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. Because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. I assure you, they've got their reward. But when you pray, go into your private room, some versions you may have your closet, shut your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like idolaters since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them because your father knows the things that you need before you even ask them. And in fact, uh, your asking and your need is going to match what he already knows. He's going to know the sincerity of that. So uh, the second thing we do in Lent is we have prayer and devotion. Again, same thing that we had to do with giving. 
In verse five, he says, whenever you pray, and then he says it again in verse six, but when you pray, not, not if you pray, it's not if you pray. And then he says it again in verse nine. He says to us about, about the, the, the praying that goes on. We, we've got to see that when you pray is very important. It's not if you pray. Praying like giving is a Christian spiritual discipline that he has for us. Again, it's not a public spectacle of the flowery words that you use, intellectual words that you use, how, how long you pray, all, how loud you pray. <laughs> I've got some people that think God's deaf, you know, and uh, they, they just want to shout out. Um, we have the model prayer given in this chapter, Matthew 6, called the Lord's Prayer. Uh, in, in March the 23rd of this month, I'm going to be praying over the House of Representatives. And uh, I've already worked out. I, I know some people preach their prayers. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, I've probably done the same thing. Uh, I try not to, but I, I'm sure that I have. And uh, But the picture is, I want to pray over them, and I will. I'm going to pray over them. But uh, I really feel like I'm going to unite that whole assembly uh, in prayer by reciting the Lord's Prayer together that we can have some visible show of unity when it comes to that. Uh, and uh, this, this Lord's Prayer, since prayer is a part of what you do during Lent, it, it, you may want to take the Lord's Prayer and just really study it. Take your time and break it down as to why Jesus gave it in the order in which he did, why he inserted the topics and the items he did. Why did he do that? It'd be a great study for you during Lent. I want you to know in verse 14, after he teaches the Lord's Prayer, he tells you to forgive. For if you forgive people their wrongdoing, wrongdoing your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. Um, listen, we want you to include, especially in this section of prayer and devotion, we want you to include forgiving people. Forgiving people who have intentionally harmed you. Forgiving people who have intentionally harmed your family, who have set you up, sabotaged your life, sabotaged your promotion at, the, at, the, at work, uh, we want you to be able to forgive them. We, we want that cleansed of you. Uh, part of your prayer and devotion, let, let studying the prayer be something that you do. Even recite the prayer during Lent together or even by yourself. But also drop down and read this because Matthew 6 would be something great for you to read during Lent and, and practice forgiving people who have harmed you. It'll be a tremendous release. Uh, since Jesus mentioned standing in the synagogues, this is, this is just me being shepherd, pastor shepherd, okay? M maybe when you pray during Lent, you may want to take a different posture and kneel. Uh, these people would stand up, and it could be a prideful act. Uh, Jesus didn't have a lot of positive things to say about public prayer. He said about it being private, uh, about it being in secret with the Father. Uh, so maybe you want to change your posture and just begin kneeling. Make it intentional that you're bowing in worship to him would be something to do. And remember, we pray in secret. It is time with the Father. 
And Jesus said, the father who sees you in secret, watching what you do and spending time with him, he will reward you. And don't forget, Jesus knows the father well. He emulates the father. He imitates the father. Whatever I see the father doing, I do. Whatever I hear the father saying, I say. And so he says that he will reward you. So the third thing we do during Lent is we fast. We fast. Again, this is a Christian spiritual discipline. And again, in this teaching, let me read it to you. It says, whenever you fast, don't be sad-faced like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive, so their fasting is obvious to people. I assure you, they've got their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that you don't draw attention to yourself. You don't show up, you, you don't show your fasting to people, but to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. I think you're getting to see a pattern here, right? And remember in verse 16, he says, whenever you fast, Whenever you fast, not if you fast, and in verse 17, he says, when you fast, not if you fast, because fasting in itself is also a Christian spiritual discipline. Let me just tell you this. Uh, in your fasting, you're going to need to pray to endure it. Did you all hear that? I, I, I don't like to get high in the sky stuff and live in theory and all that stuff. I'm very practical with my theology. And uh, if you're going to fast correctly, the way the Lord wants you to, you're going to need to pray to endure the fast. I hope you're able to see that and know that. Remember, he says here again, following the pattern, this is not a public spectacle. And the Father who sees you in secret will reward you. And don't forget, Jesus knows the Father. So he's able to be able to say that. So during Lent, we're gonna practice generosity. Listen, uh, you, can, you can go to the senior citizens uh, office locally, wherever you live, find out somebody that's in need. You can go to resource directors at schools and find out kids and families that are in need. You can go to pastors. If you come to me, I can lead you to families that you can bless uh, during Lent with your generosity. When it comes to praying and devotion, this one's yours. Set aside some times, take some times, get away, turn the TV off, find some seclusion best you can and spend time with the Father in prayer and devotion to Him, spending time with Him. And then fasting, it could be, uh, you, you could get rid of a meal, you could not do chocolate, get rid of caffeine or Cokes or, but it needs to be something that's really pleasurable to you or really that you consider a luxury and uh, just get away from it. Remember, it's Monday through Saturday during Lent. You get to celebrate and be able to participate on Sunday, and then you move on. But the Father, all three of these, the Father who sees you in secret, will reward you. This is really between you and the Father. It's a time of personal revival, personal renewal, and personal search. Since he brought up prayer and the model prayer in uh, this chapter, Matthew 6, then I want us to say it together as we leave each other. And I want to lead you in that. So prep yourself in these few seconds and let's say the Lord's Prayer together in unity. Our love for Him, our love for the Father, 
and all that he's able to do. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Pray this was a challenge to you today. Remember, we love you and you know what we say to each other before we leave. Grace and peace and make sure you live in both of them. God bless you.